Sarah. Uh, it is good to have you here. Okay. Um, do any of you feel like you have a message in your heart that won't leave you alone? Just put your hand up if you do. Okay, amazing, all right. Um, do you feel a little bit scared about how to get that message on the page and about sharing it with other people? Okay, you're in the right place. I know how scary it feels to share your words with the world, so what I wanna do today is um, hopefully, and I've prayed and I believe God is going to speak, um, is encourage you in the gifting God has given you um, and share a tiny, tiny bit of my story, um, but really just walk you through some things that I believe are going to help give you clarity and confidence, because I think those are two really key things we need if we're going to share our words with the world. Um, so we're really going to look at why we're writing and who we're writing for. Those are the two big building blocks we're going to talk about today. Now, I'm quite interactive, so you're going to have to talk today, okay? You're going to have to answer me when I ask you questions. And you might even want to turn to your neighbor every so often and share some, some things that, that you're thinking about and working through. So I will guide you in all of that, but just know... This is, this is an interactive session, okay? So you've been warned. Um, and yeah, we, we're not going to have time to get into like a writing craft session today. What I feel like God wants to do is release, in fact, I prayed this morning and I felt him say, I wrote it down because I, I knew I'd forget. I want to release words today that have been stuck. Okay? Words of life hope, peace, encouragement, truth, and tenderness. So that's my biggest prayer and hope today, is that God releases permission, confidence in you today, conviction. Okay, so it's not going to be super, super crafty, like, you know, how to write good sentences. It's going to be the building blocks that are going to give you the confidence to get your words onto the page. How does that sound? Is, does that sound like what you were hoping for, what you were expecting? Does that sound good? Are you with me on that? Yay! Good. Um, well, no, we can talk about both. We'll talk about both a little bit. Yeah, I've written both, so. All right, so I said it'd be interactive. So what brought you here? Take a second to think about what brought you here to this workshop? Like, why did you pick this workshop? Close your eyes if you want. Just take a second. Like, why did I really sign up for this? Just have a, have a think. And anyone who wants to just raise a hand and, and share. What's your name? Isabel. Isabel. What brought you here? Um, I'm actually really good in writing in English, even though I'm French. But, um, yeah, I enjoy, I enjoy writing. Um, I was in school at St. Paul University taking a... Sorry, human human relations and spirituality. Wow. And we, we had to journal a lot at right. school. And I just, I really enjoyed it. So. Okay. So you came because you enjoy writing and you you know but that you'll... do it. That's but you thing. don't do it. <laughs> okay. Anyone else want to share why you, what brought you here today? Amanda? Um, yeah. I guess in looking at all of them, uh, the resistance. Oh, Oh, yeah, the resistance, if you didn't hear that. 
Anyone else feel resistant sometimes about the writing thing? <laughs> you can be honest. Okay, and what are you hoping for? What do you want to go away with today? What are you hoping for? What's in your heart? What are you hoping for today? Discover myself. Discover yourself. That I would really do the writing. That you'll really do the writing. You actually get on and start writing. What's your name? Ditsi. Ditsi? Yeah. Nice. Great to meet you. Understanding the process. Understanding the process. publishing process. Well, I'm hoping there's time for Q&A. So that's the kind of thing that I hope we get into in the Q&A, because everyone's going to be at a different place and have different questions. So yeah, I'm hoping we've got time for that today. Uh, one more person want to share like what you're hoping for? Um, Stephanie. Stephanie. Uh, I'm hoping to be able to flash the ideas of becoming more clear. Okay. I, I, I preach every Sunday. Okay. Being able to spot, like, I want this. How do I make it more clear? Okay, all right. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, we get, we get very muddled, don't we, yeah. when we write. Okay, that's really helpful to know because I've got some ideas of some stuff we can, we can do. Okay, Karen already prayed, so I was going to pray, but she did that, so that's good. Um, Lord Jesus, help us. Come, Holy Spirit, you are so welcome here. I thank you, Jesus, that you said this morning you want to release words that have been stuck, and I pray you do that today. Amen. Amen. So I don't know about you, but... I thought for a very long time that writing wasn't really a very Christian thing to do. It was fine if you were writing devotionals, but writing other stuff maybe wasn't very godly or Christian. I don't know why I thought that. I, I can't even tell you where that comes from. I suppose I thought it was a bit superfluous, a bit unnecessary. I mean, I read books all the time and I love books, but I just wasn't sure it was a... a a God thing. I just thought only writing devotionals was a God thing or blog posts that were about the Bible, you know. Um, I don't know if anyone can relate to that at all. Anyone got that feeling that like maybe writing isn't a godly thing or maybe it's not a Christian thing? So funny, isn't it? Because the Bible is written. Um, but yeah, for some reason I grew up with that and let's not get into why, but um, <clears throat> I, I want us to remember and, and soak in today that we have permission to write. So God is the most creative being ever. And he made us. Follow my logic here. And he made us in his image. Therefore, we're creative. And how did he make us? Yes, he formed us, but then he breathed life into us. And the way he made the world, he could have made the world in so many different ways, but he spoke. He chose to speak. He chose to speak words in order for the world to come into being out of chaos. So the word is incredibly powerful. The breath of the Holy Spirit, the word is so powerful and it is God-given. Um, so I just want to release you with permission today that words are important and powerful and if you do have a gift of writing, and if you feel that's something that's on your heart, there's nothing wrong with that. That's not ungodly. <laughs> the tongue has the power of life and death. Jesus himself is, was word. He was the word in the beginning. He was the word with God. He was the word from the beginning, and then he became flesh. So the word words are so, so, so powerful. We all know that. Well, how did you feel when you got, got a word on a card last night and got a... Like, did anyone else burst into tears? Yeah. 
Well, that's how powerful words are, which means we've got to be careful with them. But you, if you are a writer, you've been given an incredible gift. And there's lots of other beautiful gifts out there, too, that I cannot do. Um, but it's not ungodly. It's not superfluous. It's not, uh, yeah, it's a God-given expression of creativity. And that can be spoken word as well as written word. And then I was reading this verse, I think it was yesterday or this morning. I wasn't going to write, it wasn't on my original notes, but it just was so amazing in Isaiah 50 verse 4. It says, the Lord has given me the tongue of those who are taught that I may know how to sustain with a word him who is weary. So your words can sustain people who are weary. Um, so yeah, I wanted to start off there. Okay, so we have permission to write and words are powerful. Okay, so um, I have a confession. I gave up writing, mm, let me see, four or five years ago. Don't tell Pastor Laurie because then she won't invite me back because she thinks, <laughs> she thinks I'm a writer. But I actually gave up writing. Um, I'll, I'll back up a bit and I'll, I'll tell you what I mean by that. So I've always loved books, uh, read tons as a kid, studied literature at university, but I was never going to be a writer. Um, I went into marketing because I wanted to use words and communication um, and help people communicate clearly what they did as a company. And I loved that. My dad was an author, but I wasn't going to be a writer. That was his, that was his road. I was going to go into business and I was going to be in communications. And I loved it and I was good at it and, and that's fine and it's a good career and it's still part of what I do. But 13 years ago, I heard a horrific story of children being sold into child labor, forced labor, hard labor in West Africa, and I couldn't sleep. And I had two young girls at the time. They were mm, eight and six-ish, eight and five, something like that. And I just remember coming home from this conference thinking, oh, that boy in that story, and it wasn't a story, it was real life, was like 11. I looked at my girls and I thought, how do I tell my girls this is what happens in the world today? And, you know, my eldest was only a few years away from that age. And that story would not leave me alone. And so I had sleepless nights. I prayed about it and I, I couldn't sleep. That's always a sign. If I can't sleep, it's a sign that there's something going on. And so I felt compelled to start writing a book that my girls could read so they could understand and know what was going on in the world. And so their hearts would be compassionate about that, so they would change and they would do something in their future to stop this kind of thing from happening. So I wrote a book. I wrote a whole book. I wrote a whole manuscript. I wrote a whole children's book. I wrote it several times, actually, because <laughs> that's the process. You asked about the process. I know you meant publishing, but the process of writing a book is you write it several times. Um, and then I wrote a second book. And then I started a third book. The problem was I was never really convinced I was a real writer. I just thought I was doing this on the side because God had convicted me about this story that I had heard. And I was, just did that first story for my kids. And then I just kind of got into it. And then I thought of another story. And, you know, but I, I didn't feel like I belonged. I didn't feel I was good enough. And I didn't feel I was the same as all the other writers. I felt like they had something I didn't. Like they knew a secret I didn't know. There was a secret memo no one had shared with me. And I wasn't quite a real writer. Um, I wasn't imaginative enough. It didn't come easily to me. Um, and now, in my job 
as a marketing consultant, I've written a lot. And so I concluded, well, I don't think fiction is for me. I must just be better at nonfiction. That must just be my area. I'm not a real writer like these fiction writers over here. I don't belong. And I ended up in a heap on my bathroom floor, bawling my eyes out. And I said to my husband, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. 40 people had rejected my first manuscript because I was trying to get a literary agent to get it tra traditionally published. 12 people rejected my second manuscript. Like a good girl, I started my third manuscript. I was going to do this. I was going to keep trying, but it just beat me down. So that's it. I was going to give up. So I met with my book coach, who was also a friend. <laughs> and this is what she said to me. She said, yeah, maybe you should consider giving up. Thanks. I thought you were on my side. And she said, no, 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 this is what I mean. She said, my book coach told me the same thing when I was at a crossroads and feeling very, very down about all the rejections I'd got from literary agents. She said to me, stop and think about whether you really do want to write or not. Because it's a very hard career. It's a very hard path. And you need to know you really, really, really want to do it if you're going to do it. So that kind of released something in me. It took some pressure off. Um, if my book coach was telling me I was allowed to take a month to just think, uh, then, then I was allowed to. So I went to the water every day, because that's my favorite place. That's kind of just in my blood. Uh, I took my journal. I prayed. I had like a structured journal my sister-in-law had given me, given me. I started working through that. And I just dreamt, dreamt about the future. I just thought and prayed, spent time quietly, looked at the water. And after probably a week or two of doing that, I knew that words had to be in my future somehow. Like, I, I, I had to do some sort of writing. But what had shifted in me was I had gone from wanting to be in the writer's club to, no, you know what? God did make me to be communicative with words. That is something that is just in me. I need to do it, but it doesn't have to look like that. I don't have to do it like someone else does. I don't have to belong. I know it's an intrinsic gift he's given me, and I have to do it somehow, but I have to do it in a way that doesn't like crush me. So um, fast forward, I've written a memoir now three or four years later. It's in draft mode still. Um, but all that to say, I had to get to a point where I knew whether I was a writer or not, and why I was doing it, and who I was doing it for. Because I was doing it to belong. I was doing it to try and be like someone else. And I had to be convicted about was this really what I was made for? Was this really the thing that was bubbling in my bones all the time? Um, so I share that story to, to, to give you, you know, we've talked about the permission that words are powerful, but also the permission to take stock and to take a minute and to sit with God and to pray and to be quiet with him and go somewhere that fills your soul, whether that's forest, whether that's mountains, whether that's water, whether it's your local coffee shop, whether, you know, being in the snow, whatever it is. And um, after today, to, to schedule yourself some time where you can just go and sit with God and say, okay, God, what, what, are, what did you make me for? 
What are these words? What are, what are these messages? Why are they here? Why are they bubbling? What are you trying to say to me? What did you make me for? And you know, I think that's the first place for us to start. Um, so what I, um, what I wanted to talk through today was just these two building blocks of why and who. And then hopefully we'll have, we'll have questions as well. And we can get into some more of the process and craft and that kind of thing if, if you want and if we have time for it. Um, so first of all, you'll see on the handout, um, and you can, again, you can take this away with you and, and maybe when you go and, and spend your time with God and you do journaling, you can spend some time thinking about these two questions. But um, I, as part of my, you know, when I started writing children's books, I attended lots of workshops and seminars and stuff. I just, I wanted to learn everything I could about writing children's uh, fiction. Um, and so one of the workshops I went to was a literary agent. And I remember she said this thing and it was just a, a light bulb moment for me. Um, and it's so simple, but I think often we don't stop and take the time to do it. Um, and she said, get an index card and write down who you're, you're writing this story for and why. And that just stayed with me. And it's a structure I use for myself when I'm thinking about whether I'm going to write a story or not, whether I th when I think about whether I'm going to write an email or not, a blog post, whatever it is. I, I always ask myself, why am I writing this and who am I writing it for? And here's why. I think one of the things that keeps us stuck, as we talked about God wanting to release words that are stuck, didn't we? I think one of the things that keeps us stuck is this, this worry about permission. I think another thing that keeps us stuck is not being clear. You talked about wanting to be clear, was it you? you talked about wanting to be clear. And one, that's because we haven't thought about why. And if we don't take the time to think about why, we're going to get lost, we're going to get foggy, and your writing's not going to be as powerful because there's not going to be a clear point to it. The most compelling uh, writing has a point. I don't mean that it's preaching. I do not mean it's preaching. I mean it has a point. It has a reason for existing. So when you are clear on your why, your writing will come clearer, your writing will, it won't necessarily flow easily. I'm never going to promise you that writing is going to flow easily because it is not. Um, not in my experience, anyway. <laughs> it takes a lot of chocolate, it takes a lot of caffeine, uh, and it takes a lot of walks around the block. Um, but yeah, it, it will be clearer. And I think one of the biggest things is it will keep you going in those storms because you will have storms. You will have moments of self doubt, or you will have rejection or you will have critique from someone which stings, or critique that you feel is unfair, or you'll read something you wrote and think, oh, that's terrible. How on earth could I think I'm a writer? All those things are probably going to happen to you. But if you are very clear on why, that's going to be like, um, you know, like a pillar that you're going to be able to hold on to to keep you going in those moments. So I just put some questions here for us to think about. Why did you feel compelled? Why do you feel compelled to write? So something, you know, take a couple of minutes now and have a think. Why do you feel compelled to write? Or, or was there a moment where something happened? Is there a, a, a memory of an event, like sitting, having a coffee with someone, you were chatting, and you kind of, something happened in the conversation with them, and you, you were like, oh, my gosh, I've got to write. Um, 
So it might be an event, or it just might be something that's just burning in you right now. Amanda, you talked about resist resistance. That can sometimes be an indication that there's something going on. So why do you feel or did you feel compelled to write? Something else that can really help us get to why we're doing it is quite often we're reacting to something that saddens us or angers us or hurts us or something we just wish was not the case, something we wish people understood, something we wish if there's just one thing I could tell everyone, it would be dot, dot, dot. That's often reveals the, the real motivator of why we're writing. Um, and if you go back to, yeah, if there, if there is a moment, I often talk to my clients about trying to identify a spark story, trying to identify that moment that made you think, oh my goodness, I've got to write. So after today, when you go and sit with Jesus and, you know, try and cast your mind back to, now it may not be one moment, it may be a series of moments, but what was that spark? What, what was happening? What was happening to you then? How were you feeling? What was going on? What was challenging for you right then? What were you hoping for? What was not going right? What were you noticing around you at the time that was going on in your life? Like, what led you to that conclusion, I have got to write about this? That can be such a powerful thing to remember that spark story, to remember that moment that kicked it all off. Because again, it's something for us to just keep coming back to on those tough days where we're not sure we're doing the right thing or not. Um, and quite often, I mean, uh, let me just take a quick poll. Who does already or wants to write something non-fiction? So it might be devotionals, it might be blogs, it might be a whole book. Okay, so quite a few non-fiction. Alrighty. Who does already or wants to write fiction? Stories that may or may not be based on true life and yeah, okay, great. Even split looks like to me roughly. Um, but especially when it comes to things like memoir or non-fiction, um, there is some sort of revelation or transformation that happened in us that causes us to want to write about it. So for me, it was, you know, crumbled in a heap on the bathroom floor, never going to write again, through to a moment I had, thanks to lots and lots of therapy, where I discovered and realized that I had this very creative part of me that was very shy, very insecure, absolutely paranoid about rejection, and was very scared to, to come and show herself. Um, and that I hadn't really been giving her the time and space to, to flourish. But I also had this side of me um, that really wanted to help, that really wanted to bless others, that wanted to do the right thing for people, that really wanted to you know, bring transformation to people. Um, and sometimes that part was so powerful that the creative would just kind of like curl up in a ball and say, well, I, I can't do it well enough yet. I've got to practice a bit and it's not right yet. And I'm not sure it will bless people and, and they might reject me. You know, so I kind of had this conflict between these two very strong desires in myself. And so it was that revelation that really helped me figure out how to be a writer because I had to find a way to keep writing where I could honor that creative side that I had um, and not kind of squash her or tell her off or tell her to hurry up or, you know, tell her she's got to be perfect. I had to find a way to honor that that was going on um, and also honor that I had this side of me that so desperately wanted to get something out to people that was going to bless them and help them. Um, and so that was my sort of aha moment. Um, and that's what my memoir is about. 
Um, so, you know, my why is I'm writing a memoir about learning to befriend that inner critic, the, the critic that was like, come on, it's got to be perfect, it's got to bless everyone, it's got to be the right thing. Um, and I had to befriend her and say, hey, I know, I know you want it to be perfect, I know you want it to help everyone, but it's a process and we've got other things going on. And, um, you know, I had to learn to, to work with what was going on inside me um, and befriend her so that I could start writing again because I was so scared of that rejection. Um, because, so this is really the why, because I see how many people struggle to get their work out into the world and get their words out into the world. And it's devastating to me that people's, people don't get their words out into the world. Um, and so that's, that's my why. And so on days where I'm tired, on days where I think my writing sucks, on days where my kid is having a meltdown and I don't get as much time as I want to write, or the dog needs to go to the vet and there's a, I've got to shovel too much snow, you know, and so my writing time gets squeezed. On those days, I go back to that. Well, I'm doing this because uh, I can see that there are people who uh, don't feel capable of getting their words out in the world, and I want them to know uh, that they're not alone, and I want them to experience the solidarity of knowing um, that they can work through that and they can get their words out into the world. So do you want to take a minute? Take a minute. You can close your eyes if you want. Uh, I think you've all got a pen, have you? You've all got a bit of paper. Do you, anyone need a pen? I've got a couple here. I literally have two. <laughs> and just have a think, like, why? Why, why do you want to write? Did you want a pen? You good? Thank you. And, you know, and was there a moment, was there a moment, an event you can think back to where you got that, that urge in your, in your soul, you got that urge in your spirit, oh, I've really got to write. Have a think about that. Take a minute to just jot down any ideas you've got about why, why you want to write. Out of that why will come like a point. Like, so your point is to get your story down and to, and to tell an entertaining story for a, a, a bedtime, you know, enjoying and enjoyment. Um, Ditsy, your, your point is to educate and try and shift mindsets about burnout and depression and suicide. So when you get clear on that moment that kicked off this journey for you, it will help you to clarify the point of, of what you're writing as well, uh, which will make your writing so much stronger. All right, so the other big pillar that um, I wanted to... That's a totally different colour on my screen. Isn't that funny? Um, <laughs> really, really relevant piece of information to give you um, is who you're writing for. So, um, again, uh, my book coach took me through various exercises when I... Uh, wrote uh, the fiction children's books and then when I started writing this memoir as well. Um, and one of them I really love, which is to imagine a physical person that you're writing this for. Um, sometimes it's us five years ago. <laughs> you know, sometimes we're writing something like, I wish I had known this. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes it's us five years ago. You know, if, you know, I wish I had known then, you know. Um, sometimes it's a child, sometimes it's a friend, sometimes it's a mum, sometimes it's, you know, doctors who are burnt out. 
So the who, again, like if you are really clear on who you are writing this for, it's going to give you certain things, really, really foundational things that you need. One, it's, again, it's going to give you that motivation. Because when you picture a real person, you're motivated to finish that, that, that piece for them. You're motivated to, like when your nieces, was it? Yeah. Ask you to tell a story, you're motivated to do that for them because you know them. So when you build a picture in your mind of the person you're writing for, you're going to be motivated to finish the thing you start. Uh, it can, and you can literally think of a, it can be a real person if you want. No one needs to know. You don't need to publicize it to anyone. But for your sake, it can be a real person. Um, so it will give you that uh, motivation. Uh, and it will help, again, it will help hone in your message so that you stick to the thing that that person needs or wants to hear. Um, so you're not going to go all over the place because you're not writing for, you know, uh, business owners in there, you know, doing this over here and other people doing this over here and other people who are interested in that, you're just writing for your nieces. You're just writing for burned out people in the medical profession for now. You know, so um, getting really clear on your who, again, will help you with focus and will help your message get clearer and clearer. But the trick here is to really try and dig into what is going on for that person you're writing for. Like, what are they experiencing right now? What are they going through? What are their struggles? What's keeping them up at night? What do they want more than anything? And what's stopping them from getting that? What are they, what are they needing to hear? You know, some of those words God gave me this morning were about, you know, life, hope, peace, encouragement, truth, tenderness. And then that verse from Isaiah was about, you know, with our word, we can sustain, we can sustain with a word him or her who is weary. You know, so how is your reader feeling? That one person you're writing for, like imagine you're writing them a letter. You know, what do they need to hear? So I think when you dig into that, that's like that second pillar that will keep you strong and focused when you have those tough moments. Um, so again, I've got some questions up here. There's some questions on your page which should be similar. So what are they like? You know, you do need, like, and, you know, to talk about the process a bit, if you want to publish what you're writing, if you go the traditional route <clears throat> and you want to get your book published by a publisher, they are going to want you to know all this stuff. You are going to need to know this. Um, they will want you to know who your reader is, um, what sort of stuff they read, what they like reading, why they read those books. You will need to know this information. Uh, because they've got to build a marketing plan. <laughs> you know, they've got to sell your book. They've got to choose where to put it on the shelf in chapters. They've got to choose what other books to put it next to. They've got to choose how to categorize it. So you, you want to know what, it, what is that reader like if you're thinking about publication. If you're not thinking about publication, it's still such a powerful tool because then it is like, I am writing this for my niece. You know, I, I've got her in mind. It'll, just, I, it'll make your writing so much more powerful. Um, what keeps them up at night? Like I said, what do they want more than anything else? And, and then what, what can you do as an author? What, I, what is it that your writing or your work as an author or your work as a writer can do to address that need, address that struggle, address those obstacles that they are walking through? Um, and how can your writing or your work or your book or your story or your blog post or your article, how can it help them um, get what they most need and want. 
So for me, when I thought about my memoir, it's for all those creative people out there who are stuck in self-doubt and need the solidarity of knowing they're not alone and there is a way through. So those two things, the why and the who, have really helped me to keep going. Um, because like I said, I gave up writing. Probably it wasn't the first time I gave it up either, actually, if I'm honest. Um, in summer 2019. I also gave it up in summer 2018, so that didn't go very well. Um, but yeah, uh, so it's taken me since 2019. When did I start writing? I think I started writing the memo at the beginning of 2020. So it's taken three years for me to write a draft. Okay, it's not even finished. <laughs> you might not have wanted to know that, but it's taken me three years to get to this point. So I needed, I needed motivation to keep going. I needed clarity and I needed focus. I think when we have clarity and focus and motivation, it is much easier to actually start and carry on writing. Um, so those were the big, the big things that I wanted to... Um, to encourage you guys to think about. So do you want to take a minute, again, like we did with the why, take a couple of minutes, close your eyes if you want, have a think about what is that, that one person like that you are writing for? If you had to write them a letter today about your writing, about your story, about your book, whatever it is that you've got in mind, if you were writing them a letter today, how are they feeling? What are they struggling with? What do they want? What are they going through? What do they need to hear from you? So you want to take a minute and just jot down some ideas about your reader. Oh, man. Thank you. Well, you've got a room of women who were so touched by what you shared. So, you know, there's a need for, there's a need for that. Stuck. Let's talk about that for a sec. Who feels stuck? Do you, do you, have, an, do you have an inkling of why, if you don't mind? sharing, if you're comfortable sharing, like, do you know what's keeping you stuck? Do you have an idea what's holding you back? Yeah. Yeah, and you feel similar. So it's that kind of, it's the vulnerability, it's the, it going public, and then what people will think and what, how they'll perceive you and shift, shift their opinion of you, shift how they see you, shift your position. Yeah, is that what I'm? Because everybody has a story. Thanks for being honest. Have you, um, so yeah, I'm hearing ums and ahs, so I think it is very vulnerable making to share any of our stories. I'm, I, I find it very vulnerable writing my memoir, and I'm very grateful to this point. Only my book coach has read it. Like, I, I'm not ready to share it with anyone else yet. I will in due course, but yeah, so I totally, I hear you. It is tough. What are some things you guys have tried that have helped you with that, with that vulnerability? Has anyone got tools and tips that they try that they find successful? Um, well, since you're going by email, yeah. Um, so write in anyway. Yeah. And not sharing it with anyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that really helps. Just starting small, um, knowing that we're practicing to begin with. It's you know, it's a first draft. It doesn't have to, and no one else has to read it. I think something else I find helpful is having certain like trusted people around me. So like I have my book coach. I have a small critique group um, who've read a couple of chapters, 
you know, so just knowing I've got people who are going to give me the right sort of feedback. So picking carefully the people you first share your story with. Mm -hmm. So it might not be your best friend. It may not be your spouse. It may be someone sort of more professional, like who you know you're going to, you're not going to get a reaction about your relationship. You're going to get feedback about the actual writing. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something important to think about. Have you, can you gather around you either writers or people in the writing world or readers who are big readers who are not connected to the story? And could you bit by bit start sharing pieces of the story with them just to make sure the writing is working, you're getting your message across, it's readable, it's relatable. And then I, I think as you do that, you will probably feel more and more comfortable and confident about whether it's something you want to share further or not. And sometimes our writing is journaling and it is therapeutic. Um, so there's nothing wrong with that. You can do that piece too. But when it comes to sharing, yeah, it's a step-by-step -step process and then deciding who are the safe people to share with to begin with and then, and then taking it from there, depending how you feel about that first step. Does that help? Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. I just wanted to say that part of that comes, um, you have to be honest with yourself when you're writing. Mm. Why am I writing this? Do yeah. I want an audience? Do I yeah. want somebody to yeah. read it? Yeah. Am I writing it because I have a personal need to put it on paper yeah. so that the world sees that I'm acknowledging myself mm. or I'm acknowledging myself because this really happened and the person who knows it is me. Yeah. So by being honest, first of all, saying mm. who really... Do I want to see this? Who's yeah. my audience? Yeah. Myself or somebody else? Yeah, exactly. And then from that point, you can say, oh, well, if I want an audience, then I'm going to go in this direction. Yeah. But if you're worried that people will have a difference of opinion about who you are because of your writing, then you're not ready to share it with the world yet. You just want to put it on paper for yourself. Just for you. Just so that it's you a good know first step. you've yeah. written the story for yourself because you're valid. You're important. And by acknowledging yourself and what you're writing, you're validating yourself. So that's all you need. That's the only permission you need. So that's what I feel. Yeah, and it takes time to get to that place. And I'm, I'm still in therapy, and I'm a big proponent of therapy. And, you know, and I, I think... Like, I, I tried to share my story. I feel like I didn't explain it very, you know, verbalize it very well. But, you know, I had to get to that point where I was writing for me. Now, I want my words to be shared with the world. But, but like, I'm not writing for an identity. I'm not writing so that I'll be a writer. I'm not writing so I'll join the club. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think, yeah, getting to that, just first of all, doing it for yourself, then finding a few trusted others, maybe working with a therapist, and then seeing whether you want to share it further or not can be a good, yeah, a good it's route. everyone as well so you you're obviously you've hit on a topic um i know you were asking earlier about the process and stuff so um d some people are you maybe just journaling for your own sake i guess yeah uh does anyone have a blog no one has a blog seriously it's scary okay and has anyone written like a, a manuscript anyone written a book even if it's just sat at home good for you well done well done Anyone got anything published? 
Yes, love it. Well done. That's amazing. You're a step ahead of me. <laughs> um, okay, and then you were asking about the whole publishing process. So, I mean, I think just like you were saying, um, you know, I think it, part of that why and who is like, what, what do I want this to be? What do I need this to be? Is it just for me or is it something public? And then if you know it's something public, there's lots of different routes you can go. So do you have a specific question about the publishing process or where are you at? Why are you asking this question? What is it that you need to know? Yeah. Yeah, people do. Yeah. Okay, that's okay. Lots of writers are introverts. So you have options. Um, if, you, um, if you were writing fiction, you need to write the whole thing first and then go look, either get it published yourself or go look for a literary agent or a publisher and get it tr published traditionally. If you're writing nonfiction, pure nonfiction that isn't memoir, um, Christian, is it Christian really or yeah. not particularly necessarily, but a bit of, or? It, it could be. Could be, okay. Yeah, so normally with nonfiction, publishers want a book proposal. So you can Google that, you can email me, and I can like direct you to some places to look. But a book proposal is um, an outline of the title of the book, uh, the chapters you're going to have in it. Um, they often want some other information, like who is the target audience, uh, what's the main message, how is your book different to other people's books, that kind of thing. It's actually quite a long document, but it isn't the whole book. So what you do is you write those first, the first pieces of like kind of the marketing piece of it. They're sort of the positioning of what is the book trying to do, who's it for, what's it similar to, what's it not similar to, how's it different, how does it bring a different angle to things. Um, that's the first portion of it. And then you have the outline of the whole book. Uh, and then you have some sample chapters. So they normally want about three sample chapters. Um, so if you want to get traditionally published, you would do the book proposal and then you would start submitting that to either literary agents or publishers. Some publishers don't take submissions directly. They, they want you to go through a literary agent. Some publishers do take submissions directly from authors. And then you, then you go through the process with them. A book proposal is an amazing thing, even if you're going to self-publish, because it is going to make you clarify, why am I writing this? Who am I writing it for? Where do I want people to go? You know, what are the big themes I'm covering? It just makes you put everything on the page and structure it. Um, so I would recommend you do a book proposal anyway, even if you want to self-publish. Um, and email me and I can, I can send you. Because what I do now, I didn't really like share my story very clearly with you. But um, like my day job is uh, coaching uh, and writing for other people. So helping people with their branding, with their marketing, with their messaging. Um, and then copywriting for them. And then my, my creative writing is, uh, at the moment, writing my memoir. So I kind of do those two things. So I can point you in the right direction. I think we have like two minutes left. Um, I can take one last question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the details will come. Okay, we've got to wrap up there. Will you, if you're in, will you commit to one thing, two things? Will you commit to taking some time to go and be with Jesus, pray, journal, ask him, dream, imagine, yeah? Okay, and if you're struggling with being stuck with writing, will you commit to one other thing? Will you go home, look at your calendar, and put an appointment in, as if you're going to the doctor, find a couple of half hour sessions a week, 
and put them in as appointments on your Google Calendar. Make sure your family know that's when you're busy. Turn your phone off, and if you do nothing else, sit with Jesus. Sit with Jesus. Will you commit to those two things? Yes. Great. Thanks for coming. If you have questions, um, I can give you my card. So, thanks. Thank you.